Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's episode is the first one for the new year, so welcome to 2022. I hope that you've had a really nice festive season with your loved ones, and if you haven't had a nice festive season, then it's over. You've made it. You have made it through. I know that for a lot of people, this has not been the most joy-filled festive time whether it's to do with the hardships that have come from a result of the global pandemic or whether it is just to do with personal situations. I don't know about you, but I have felt like there is a lot of heaviness around. And even over in the Frey Facebook group, which I would love for you to join if you're not part of, in the Frey Facebook group, I posted just like a little thread asking people to share their highlights and their lowlights. Because I think that sometimes it can feel like there's a lot of pressure to really, really enjoy the festive season. It's like, this is the best time of the year. And whilst I do think it is a fun time of the year and it's a time that I do look forward to, it can also be a really bittersweet and really challenging time of the year for a lot of people for you know a myriad of different reasons. And it was interesting reading through the highlights and the low lows and the low lights of people's Christmas time over in that Facebook group. It definitely felt comforting to me because I experienced that juxtaposition of having some really great moments with the boys and then some really low, really sad, really sad moments over this last, you know, week, two weeks, just because when there's that pressure to really enjoy things and when you have milestone moments and you realize that time is passing, it can become sentimental and things can just feel so much more intense than they would on every other day. And there's that meme that surfaces every year that says, you know, if you feel alone this Christmas, just remember you're alone every other day of the year. And, you know, it pops up for Valentine's Day as well. And it's true, but things feel heightened when it's like, oh, there's this pressure that you should be having this joy-filled experience. And if you're just not, then you can notice the lack of it more than you would on any typical day. So I have definitely felt that flux, that flow of like, oh, really good moments and then not feeling so good. Christmas morning um, was fun with the boys and I'm so glad that I had them for Christmas Eve this year. I ended up having my niece for a sleepover the night before and then on Christmas Eve we went up to my dad's and it was really, really nice to spend time with my sister and her kids because with the borders recently I've not been able to spend time with them 
And so that was fun. That was probably one of the best parts of Christmas for me, just getting to squeeze my nephews, spend time with my niece, have the kids interact with their cousins. And then Christmas morning was fun with the boys, but it was quiet. Like it was just the three of us. We did gifts and then the weather wasn't great to begin with, but it did clear and we went over to the beach for a swim. And that is always such a system reset for me and for the boys as well. So that was fun. We spent like an hour diving in the waves and then came back for a swim. And before I knew it, it was time for them to go and have Christmas with their dad as well. So I just wanted to touch on that because if you are in a similar situation where you just, you know, you had maybe both like the happiness and the sadness, or maybe you just had the sadness, you're not alone. You are in good company and maybe you want to join the free Facebook group and you can read through other people's highs and lows as well because it is just nice to know that we are all in it together and it is part of the human experience. Now this episode, speaking of human experiences, the first thing I want to talk to you about is something I listened to this morning by Tim Ferriss. I am a Tim Ferriss stan. I really like him. I know he's not for everyone. I really like him. He's all about productivity and I enjoy his podcasts. They are typically quite lengthy. They're very long form conversations, sometimes around the two hour, three hour mark even, but I enjoy his style of interviewing. I enjoy his honesty and his vulnerability. He has podcast episodes that have made me just absolutely ball, which isn't hard because I am an emotional cancerian, but I liked him. And he has uploaded a podcast, which I will put the link in the show notes for you because it is a six minute podcast episode. And it is all about reviewing the year that was 2021 for you. So rather than focusing on New Year's resolutions or New Year's goals, Tim talks about how important it is to reflect on the year that has been. And it is his content, so I think you should definitely go and listen to it. But he talks about doing a little activity where you sit down for 30 to 60 minutes And you go back over your calendar and you write down positives and negatives from each month. And Tim talks you through a rating system, which is just very on brand for him. He's all about like systemizing things, um, which is strange because I'm not really a system, super systematic person in life, but I love the way that he systemizes his kind of growth mindset And so he talks about jotting down positive versus negative things that happen. And then when you get to the end of that, you kind of score them and see what you can, what conclusions you can draw. Like what were the things that ended up being a negative for you? And what were the things that were a positive for you? And then moving forward, making a not to do list that comes directly from your highest ranking unpleasant experiences. So it could be not to spend time with certain people, not to engage in these sorts of conversations, not to go to this place, not to do this work, whatever it is, but a not to do list. And then on the other hand, you work out what the through line is for your positive experiences. If it is, you know, holidays with friends and family, if it is a certain type of work, a certain type of exercise, a certain hobby, what are the things that bring you joy and lightness and are positive for you? And then take those things and schedule them in for the new year. And I love that because I just wouldn't think to do it. I just would not think to sit down and go, okay, let me look at my gen, you know, my whole year 
and look at school holidays and book in accommodation for the boys and I to go and do something so I know that it's locked in because that is what brings me joy. I love going different places with the kids. I just don't do it enough. I always do it on a whim. And so he talks about really booking it in. If you notice that your most joyful time was perhaps, you know, a meditation course that you went and did, book one in, schedule that in, whatever it is, actually put it into your calendar. And I love that. I think it's a really nice take on the old setting intentions or setting resolutions for the new year ahead because it's taking the intel from the year that has been binning the shit that doesn't feel good. And I already know, like I already know I haven't done this activity yet, but I'm going to do it. And I can already like mentally tell you the things that are going to have to go on my not to do list. But I don't know. I, I love that kind of analytical way of going over your year and then moving forward, knowing that you've looked after yourself and that you're doing things that align with your highest positivity scores. So that is a six minute episode over on Tim's podcast, The Tim Ferriss Show. And again, I will just link it in the show notes so you can go and listen to Tim explain it. And if you've not like tangled with Tim's work, maybe you will enjoy it. I certainly, certainly enjoy his interviewing style and his curiosity. Um, And he interviews a really wide variety of people and different topics. That said, I have been asked over on Instagram what my intentions are or goals or what my word is for the new year. And in a podcast episode previously, I kind of said that if I was going to give a theme to 2021 for me personally, it is heartbreak. It's just been the year of like heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak, like a series of little and big heartbreaks. That's how this year has felt to me. And I haven't really carved out a word or a clear like theme that I want for next year. But the first thing that comes to mind is faith because sometimes when I'm not feeling great, when I'm feeling low and I'm feeling sad, sad and low, same thing, um, I can kind of find myself getting in this thought pattern that maybe my best days are behind me. And that doesn't feel good and that doesn't feel true to who I really am. But sometimes I just long to like go back a couple of years and be that version of me, like the version that didn't know the things that she knows now, you know, like the whole ignorance is bliss type of thing. Sometimes I just long for that, even though I know it's not an option. And I was talking about this with my friend um, Libby this morning. And so my, I, I guess one of the words that comes up for me when I think about 2022 is faith, having faith that even though things have been a bit tricky in certain personal areas, faith that it's going to unfold in a much better way for me and faith that things are happening for me, not to me, all of that stuff. And I feel like that is my normal kind of default setting. I'm quite a hopeful person. You know, I've always been one to say like, oh, I'm still young and like I'm still like still have hope that there will be like a whole other life adventure for me. But sometimes it feels further away or like, ugh, just not tangible. And I guess that's because of little heartbreaks that have happened over the year, like little kicks. It's harder sometimes to keep getting back up. Um, But I am aware that I will and I do, I always do. And so just having faith. 
So I will do my year in review activity and then maybe I'll have a little chat with you about that. I don't know. I'll just wait and see what comes up. But for me, 2022, I really want to focus on growing the fray, which I'm going to speak about shortly. We have plans for the KPC, which are really exciting. Having Jordan still on board with the KPC and everything that we do is incredible. She is just a little guardian angel. Um, I really want to have more adventures with the boys because I already know without even sitting down to do that exercise, my funnest times with the kids are when we get out of the regular rhythm and go and do something um, or just experience somewhere new. So I really want to have more adventures with the boys, more time with friends and quality time, like planning nights away, planning proper dinners. Um, It's been a hard year for people staying close physically in proximity to friends and family. And so I'm hopeful, I have faith that for 2022, um, that we'll be able to do that. And I just know that I really want to be more organized and more on top of life admin and also planning so that I'm not always not scrambling, but sometimes it feels like that. Sometimes I'm like, oh shit, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And I hate being in that reactive mode. Um, So I would rather be more in a proactive mode. So I'm looking forward to implementing a couple of things with that. Um, We have a business coach on board now who is going to help as well. So that, that feels good. Of course, I would also really love to buy a place, but I think I'm just going to, I know that I'll be renting here at least till June And then I think I will probably keep renting for another six months after that. And then next year, look to buy a place because I'm still just not feeling settled with exactly where I want to live. Um, And I don't feel like my mental headspace is in a good good place to be making that call just yet. What else? Of course, I would love to meet someone and, you know, like to be completely honest with you, when I went through a divorce, I did kind of think like maybe maybe I'm just going to have shorter relationships moving forward you know maybe that's that's what I'll do and I don't know whether that came from like a protective place but I feel like I am in a spot now where I really value wanting a future with someone like I really want someone that I meet to look at me and see a future with me, even though that's never guaranteed, but you want them, I want them to at least see an option of a future with me. I think that's more important to me more than ever, more than ever. So, you know, I have faith, fingers crossed. I'm very aware that I probably need to start dating like a different type of person. I've had a couple of breakthroughs with why I date certain types of people. And again, maybe I'll go into this in another episode, but it of course all has to do with emotional availability and self-value and everything like that. So stay tuned. Who knows? Wait and see. I have committed to trying to date different people to the ones that I am initially drawn to because it's not working for me. It's not working for me always. Like Anyway, that's a whole other Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Conversation. The important thing that I wanted to talk about, maybe the most important thing in this episode that I wanted to chat about, is the blueprint. 
So the blueprint is something I have worked on for a little while now. It's actually been finished for a little while, but just working on things in the back end and refining and finishing the designs and getting the website all sorted. And when I say website, I mean thefray.com that is launching very, very, very soon. And if you haven't yet gone and put your email address in, go and do it right now. Pause the podcast, go to thefray.com, put your email address in because if you do sign up, you're going to get early bird access and discounted offers to certain things. And one of those certain things is the blueprint. So it is a journaling experience, journaling course, program, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's so much more. It's so much more than that. I created the blueprint and what it is, is it's a downloadable product that you can also then print off the workbook separately and work through it. Um, and I'll take you through it, but I guess in a nutshell, it is a journaling experience for self-discovery, reflection, awareness, efficacy, and to help you identify beliefs and habits that are no longer serving you and to choose choose parts of life, like choose beliefs that actually align with who you are at your authentic core and to choose the threads of life that you really want to weave a life out of. I think sometimes we forget um, that we get to choose. We get to choose and all too often we are operating on autopilot or operating from a place of you know, wounded childhood beliefs, beliefs that we adopted when we were really, really young and we didn't have a fully developed prefrontal cortex. We didn't have a fully developed brain that could process what was happening, but we took like a little bit of information that we could grab onto as a young child, a toddler or a child. And then we have believed it to be truth. And then unknowingly, as we move through life, that childhood belief is calling the shots. Like it's wild to me when you really think about it, that as an adult, often the decisions we are making comes from a place of this wounded kind of childhood belief, because we want to prove that belief to be right. Our brain wants to prove that belief to be true. So then we go about our life making decisions consciously, subconsciously that align with that. And that belief isn't necessarily true. That's what's wild. And when we have an awareness of it, we then become separate from that belief and it changes our perspective and we can put that belief down, which takes work, but we can, we can put it down or we can at least dissolve it a little bit and build evidence of other beliefs. And then you can slowly change the trajectory of your decisions, which is really, really exciting. And, you know, even if it's not about changing your decisions, it can just be about changing the relationship that you have with yourself and your identity, um, you know, and who you are, the way that you show up in the world. So the blueprint has really been a very um, cathartic and a real passion project for me. Originally, I wanted to just create a kind of journaling guide that had just, you know, a handful of different prompts on different topics that you could use to just get into the habit of journaling. But as I began working on it, it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. And all of a sudden it became something so much more than just that. 
And, you know, when I first gave it to Jordan to read, she was like, yeah, this isn't a like a light journaling experience. This is actually more to do with actual self-love, self-development, growth and reflection. Like it's so much more than just a collection of prompts. And that's what it is. It became so much more. So it is a downloadable digital good, but you also receive two downloadable goods and one is a printable version because you're probably not going to want to print the entire thing because it is designed to be viewed on your smartphone or your computer and it's beautiful and it's vibrant and so it would take up a lot of your ink so we wanted to give you the offer the opportunity the choice to just print off kind of like a workbook to go along with it now you don't need to do that you can absolutely just use the prompts and journal in your own diary your own journal your own phone whatever whatever works for you really And speaking of whatever works, the blueprint also comes with audio files. So if you like the podcast, you're going to love the blueprint because you have unlimited access to audio files on each and every single topic in the program. Now I am going to talk you through each and every topic just about, and I may even give you some example prompts as well, but I have to say I'm really, really proud of the blueprint. I think it's great. I really, really do. And as I said, it's a passion project. And for me, it came from a place of um, kind of desperation or dissolution of just feeling like I completely lost myself a couple of years ago. In 2019, I definitely feel as though I lost touch with who I was. And I think I'd probably been out of touch with her for a little while, um, but it all kind of came to a head. And so this program is pretty much some of the work that I've really had to do on myself for myself. We go into belief constellations, um, what they are, why they impact us, core values and why we need to know what those values are into habits and actions and intuition and ways to connect with your true authentic self. But it's broken down into four parts. So when you have the blueprint in your hot little hands, you will see that number one is all about identity. Number two is centered around values. Number three is the intuition component. And number four is the final section, which is really, really all about inspired action. So originally when I thought about doing a journaling program and creating this, I originally thought, okay, I'm going to make this a four-week experience. But as this unfolded and it became a little bit more than just a collection of prompts, we realized that it's going to be a better experience, I think, for people if it's just broken down into four sections that can be completely self-paced. And of course, you can decide to do this over the space of four weeks. You'll see in the program and also here in the audio version of the program that I say, you know, like if you want to do this week by week, so week one, identity, week two, values, week three, intuition, week four, action, that's brilliant. You can do that. Set aside time. You might be able to look at your week and go, okay, Wednesday mornings from nine to 11, I know I can sit down and do this work for myself. That's great. But if that's not the case for you, do not be discouraged because you can move through these modules, these components at completely the rate that works for you. You might end up spending a month 
on each. Or you might go away for a weekend with girlfriends and you each have a copy of the blueprint and you just smash through it over two days. It's all about how deep you want to go, how much you want to get out of it personally. And one of the best things about it is that you can keep coming back to it because your values will change at different times in your life. What you need, you know, another leg of your self-identity that you might want to focus on could completely change in the space of a couple of months. So your blueprint program is for you to use at any stage of your life and you can always come back to it. So take the four topics, the four modules and go at your own pace, do whatever feels good for you. And you might find the first time that you do it, you know, you just scratch the surface because that's all you're ready to do. You don't want to go too deep. But in a couple of months, you might come back to it and be like, you know what, I'm ready to go deeper. I'm ready to really look at my childhood beliefs. So I think one of the things I personally like the most about it is it's got so much flexibility in how you use it. So number one, as I mentioned a couple of times now, sorry, is identity. And I wanted that to be number one because it's so important. Often when we are asked the question, who are you? We sort of have this impulse to answer one of two ways. We might go, okay, I am a mum, I am a friend, I am a wife. So we're giving an answer that is relational. Or we might answer with the facts, you know, I am 34, I am a human, you know, those sorts of logistic things. I am someone who lives in northern New South Wales. Like you might go for the actual kind of statistical side of things versus the relational side, but it can be hard to know how to answer it as a really authentic standalone response that is not just dependent upon your value to someone else. As women, we are so conditioned to really pride our self-worth and self-esteem and value on how other people see us. And I think that's why a relational response comes so naturally to many people. Now, as someone who will put her hand high in the air and say, I fully only identified as being a good mom and a good wife. And when those things felt like they were removed. And of course, being a good mom hasn't been removed from me, but going through the process of not having the boys with me all the time of co-parenting and the kids having two homes, I, you know, for the first time in five years, I found myself not having the kids right with me all the time. And I think because I had so many beliefs surrounding how, to be successful, you have to, you had to have the perfect nuclear family of mom, dad, kids, etc., under the one roof. I really, really struggled with accepting my new life dynamic of going through a divorce, my kids having two homes, not having the kids with me. I didn't feel like a good mom. And I've spoken about this before. And I know it's insane because I would look at someone else in the same situation and be like, you're amazing. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're incredible. Just because now your children are going between homes doesn't mean that you're a bad mom at all. And look how well you're doing. Like I would give that to someone else and I could clearly see it. But the old saying, you know, not being able to see the forest for the trees is so true when it comes to yourself and your own perspective on who you are. And I just had so much internalized misogyny surrounding how I was only valuable 
if I was a good wife or if I had a good husband. And it's so gross to say it out loud. And I didn't realize that was in me. I didn't realize I had that conditioning. And the last couple of years have been so interesting to really look at that. And again, this is probably a whole other topic for another day. But identity really became at the forefront of my mind because as I was going through all of this hard stuff, I felt like I was completely unraveling and dissolving and I didn't know who I was. And so I want to encourage people who really view themselves only as relational, only as a sister, a worker, a mum, a daughter, whatever it is, to kind of widen their view. And yes, of course, you're still those relational things, but just add in some other threads. And that's kind of what the phrase is all about. It's about choosing the threads that you want to weave a life of. It's about going, yes, I am that, but I'm also this and I'm this and I'm did, 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 so that you have like 50 legs to an identity table. If you imagine your identity or your self-identity as a table and you only have three relational legs, you know, mom, sister, wife, and some of those get knocked out, that table becomes very unstable. Oh, little rhyme there. But if you have 50 legs and three get knocked out, you still have a steady, sturdy table, a steady, sturdy view of who you are in this world. And I would just hate for anyone to kind of, I mean, people will, but I hate the thought of other people going through that feeling of dissolving and not having the awareness that we get to choose our self-identity. So that is why number one is identity. It is about who you are and how you see yourself. And the prompts for identity. So kind of under each topic, there are a collection of tasks, prompts to complete. So this is where you might want to print things off or just jot notes down in your diary or in your phone, whatever works for you. So you're going to find prompts that are going to help you connect with the things that are authentically true for you. You're going to be able to identify why you matter, what your strengths are, what you bring just because of who you are, not because of who you are in relation to other people. Um, You're going to have a clearer view on the things that you take pride in. You're going to have a clearer view on the way that you spend your time and things that really satisfy you. After you do that, you're going to move on to beliefs. Now, beliefs is, it's a big component of this program because As I said earlier in this episode, beliefs are calling the shots. Beliefs are what make pretty much all of our decisions on a subconscious or conscious level. So the beliefs component is all about inviting you to really look at the beliefs that are holding you back in life or the beliefs that are serving you, absolutely, and can you strengthen them. But the ones that aren't serving you, you know, what would life look like if you were able to actually put those down? So you're going to find a pause and reflect task in the beliefs section, which again, as I said, it's going to invite you to really, really look at the beliefs that you're holding on to and work out if you need to keep them or if you need to release them and how to actually practice doing that. There are also journaling prompts for awareness and reflection. There are 13 um, in that awareness and reflection section. (laughs) That's a mouthful. But it's going to give you so much clarity on your internal operating system for sure. And you will also find examples of some prompt replies in the program, in the blueprint, because 
if you just open it and go, oh my gosh, I don't even know. Like, I don't know where to begin with this. At least you can have a look at the examples and it might give you some more direction there. Then when you move to values, I think values could maybe be my favorite section. And the first thing you'll see in the value section is a quote that says, values are like lighthouses. They are signals giving us direction, meaning, and purpose. So I really think that beliefs and values need to be on the same page. We need to have alignment and cohesion there because when we don't, when we have a belief that really goes against a core value, it can leave us feeling really confused and unsure, uncertain, all of those things, just like we can't trust ourselves. Whereas if you know the beliefs that you want to hold and you have a good grip on your top core values in life, it makes it so much easier to make decisions and it's so much easier to like and love yourself because you've got these values that are important to you and then you can map your actions towards those values. So in the values section, there are a couple of tasks for you to do. You're also going to find a table full of values and it's going to talk you through the process of working out your personal core authentic values. And then you're also going to find tasks, value journaling prompts in there as well, which are going to help you take your self-identity and your values and combine them into some really strong self-affirmations. And when you know your top three, four, five, whatever, even two, what maybe you just have one top value, but when you know that value and you can have it written down, it can really be like your North Star, it can be your anchor in so many decisions in life because you might not realize that one of your top values is fun, for example, or freedom. But once you know that, once you have that intel and you have the blueprint, it talks you through how you can bring those values to life in a realistic way. Now, section three is I know, it's the intuition component. Now, intuition is the ability to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning. We, as a collective, we really easily disconnect from our inner knowing because the outside voices, the outside stimulation can be so loud and so overwhelming and we have so many things making a bid for our attention that that like inner voice, that gut feeling, you know, like your spidey sense, it gets dulled out and it can get dulled out because of what you're consuming via social media, via the news, via people in your life, via your job, your kids needing your attention, your personal stress. Like there's so many things making bids for our attention that that little inner knowing gets quieter and quieter. And the less we use it, the less we rely on it. It's like a muscle that kind of atrophies. It doesn't get strong. So the intuition component, I was going to say it's my favorite. I keep saying that about all of them. But there are, I think, in each of these components, really helpful practices to engage in. And intuition is a fun one. It's one that I enjoy. So you're going to learn ways to actually connect with and strengthen that inner voice. I also talk about integrity, which was a big one for me over the last couple of years, just really building my integrity, um, which is hard when you're in tricky situations. So the I know section, again, it's about trusting your intuition. I talk you through signs from the universe and what that actually means and how you can connect with those cosmic winks. 
There are, of course, reflective reflection activities. There are journal prompts and there's a free writing exercise, which is my favorite. Um, I don't think I'll share it here. I don't think I'll share it here. I'll leave it for the for the program um, participants. But there's a free writing activity that really changed my life. So I'll just leave that one there. And I think it will be very helpful for people who need that perspective reality check. Um, In the intuition section, you'll also learn about flow state and creativity and ways to connect and reconnect with your inner child. And yeah, just that inner, inner intel that you have, but you might not be accessing. And then number four, inspired action, which is all about the fact that, you know, to build confidence, we need to build evidence. And the only way to build evidence is to take action because it is one thing to have all of this information, to know your beliefs, to know your values, to be working on your intuition. But if you're not taking any action, you're not going to really buy into these changes that you're making you know, and that's what this is about. It's really about self-efficacy. You can trust yourself. You can believe in yourself. You can be your number one supporter and best friend, even though I know that might sound insane to some people, but you truly, truly can be. You can strengthen this number one relationship that you are going to be in for your whole life. And you can take control of it no matter how long you've been telling yourself that you can't. You absolutely can. So inspired action, it's about habits, it's about starting small, it's about celebration, acknowledgement, goals, motivation, ultimately self-belief. As I've said, you will complete a habit and action journaling prompt, which is really going to help you get clarity surrounding what you can do to build that evidence. There is a vision board inspired action as well, um, which is so good, particularly for the start of the year, but anytime, but it talks you through step-by-step how to create a vision board, also free writing. So if you're new to journaling and you're a bit afraid to sit down with a blank page and a new journal, it's going to talk you through ways to actually get over that. Um, And you're also going to find a whole list of book suggestions in there and so much more. Like I've kind of just breezed over the headline topics. It is, as I've said, a program that is about doing the work for yourself on yourself. And that's why it's the blueprint. So I'm very excited to have this available for you really, really soon. If you haven't yet signed up to thefray.com, go to thefray, F-R-A-E.com pop your email address in because if you're on the mailing list, you're going to get early access and a discounted price as well. Um, And yeah, I just, I hope that you love it. The designer's done an amazing job and it's something that I think will do good out in the world. So I appreciate you listening to this episode. I hope it's inspired you to do your year in review activity. I hope that you're interested in learning more about the blueprint and I can't wait to talk with you more over in the Frey Facebook group. Link is in the show notes to join. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to make a move? Are you going to come and see? Whatever you want to do, you know what's cool with me. Whisper in the dark. Oh,
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 